What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another Ramblin' Radio episode. Super glad that you're here. We've got a great episode today. I brought on the girlfriend, Wix, a.k.a. Soul on the Rise. We have been working from home, living together for the past two years. We've been dating for almost three and a half years, about four years. She's looking at me like, how do you not know this? <laughs> um, the reason why I mention that is because we've, we've been through a lot. Uh, I actually read something about how there's going to be a lot of divorce in the next couple of months due to all these couples having to work from home. And it made me realize how much Wix and I have been through as a couple. You know, we've been working home together for, like I said, almost two years. And with that comes a lot of communication, a lot of having me time and boundaries. And how do you how do you deal with that? And so in this episode, we go through kind of our little hacks and our tips on how we work so well together, because I'll be honest, it was not easy to begin with. And it's something that we've had to work on for a while. And we're, I feel like we're just now getting a really good grasp on it. And I really like where our relationship is heading. And it's not as easy as you may think. And you're probably experiencing it right now. And it might not even be a, a relationship. You might be dealing with it with a, a roommate. You know, I've had so many issues with roommates back in college in the past. And so, when you listen to this podcast, make sure you find yourself in the story. Even though you don't have maybe a significant other or a partner or anything like that, maybe you do have a roommate, for example. Or if you're living at home, there's a lot of things we go over in this podcast that's going to help you and how to work and be productive at home when you're used to not working from home. It's a very different mindset and you have to come at it in a, in a certain way with intention and purpose or you're not going to see the success that you want to have. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Um, I also have to give a huge shout out to my five-star reviews. You guys have been absolutely killing it. You've been sharing and growing the podcast, and I really, really appreciate it. If any of these episodes help you or you know you, it, it will help someone else that you know, send it to them, share it, tag us on Instagram. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, real quick shout out to, to the homie Kevin, um, his five-star review. He said, I've gotten to know Zach's work and his teaching for quite some time now after watching his YouTube and taking his filmmaking course. 10 out of 10 recommend if you're serious about filmmaking. It's hard for me to get into podcasts, but after seeing Zach's work throughout, you start to realize that everything he says isn't coming to you from any other perspective than experience. This podcast helps with practical ways to get better at your craft, to be more productive, while also giving your real authentic responses to everyday struggles. This podcast is a must for creatives. Kevin, thank you so much for that five-star review. And anybody that leaves a five-star review, we're doing a huge giveaway. Giveaway number one is we're giving away a pair of Apple AirPods Pro. We're doing a big giveaway at the end of the year. Our goal is to get 500 five-star reviews, and we're going to give away a pair of Apple AirPods Pro to one person that leaves a five-star review. So that's number one. Number two, anybody that leaves a five-star review, screenshot it and send it to hello at zachkravitz.com. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, that's okay. Just send us a review at hello at zachkravitz.com. Even if it's not a review, like a screenshot of the review, just write us a little review in the actual email itself. Send it to us. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to send you my productivity journal. This is a system that I've worked on for many years and figuring out what it truly takes to actually be efficient and get things done without all the overwhelm and the stress. How do you really narrow it down to the things that you really need to be focusing on? It's absolutely free. All I ask of you is to just leave a five-star review. So you can either screenshot it on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, um, just send it to the email hello at zachkravitz.com anyways, and we'll get you a productivity journal. That's it. Enjoy the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week for another one. Peace. doing this we're doing this we're doing it what's up everybody thanks for for dropping in we're doing a little bit of a relationship podcast you guys asked a bunch of questions on the ig on the gram and we're going to answer them we're going to cover a bunch of stuff uh if you're not in a relationship don't worry because we're going to be covering not just how to live with one another and how to stay productive and how to set boundaries and all that good stuff, but also just how to be productive in general. If you're, if you're living at home by yourself right now, how to stay productive, how to get out of your own head, how to start feeling good energy, high energy, high vibes, all that good stuff we're going to be covering in this podcast. Just because we're all home right now, we're all kind of dealing with the same thing. We, we're all kind of under the same type of rules for the most part, depending on where you live. I understand that. But for the most part, we're, we're all kind of, you know, staying at home and, and doing our best to not spread this damn thing. So Wix and I are going to answer a bunch of questions from you guys and let's just let her rip. And again, I think I've talked about this in other podcasts. If we're doing a Q&A type of deal, even if you're not in a relationship, even if you don't think it has anything to do with you, always try to find yourself in the story because you can always pick up some sort of tangible thing, something you can relate to. Even if we're talking about relationships, for example, if we're talking about relationships, maybe you have a roommate. Obviously you guys aren't hooking up or anything, but you're still in a confined space with each other. And so you can find yourself in that story just as an example. So we're going to let her rip, answer some questions that you guys asked, and we're going to see where this goes. So uh, question number one from Ian Singleton is basically asking how to overcome feeling low energy. And I'm really glad he asked this because I've been feeling low. If you if you follow me on Instagram, I made a post that I was I'm feeling low right now. I'm just feeling low vibe, low energy. Don't have the inspiration like I normally do. Don't have that motivation like I normally do. And the reason why I'm feeling this way right now, and and I'll talk about you know how we how you can overcome that, how to get out of it. But the the reason why I'm feeling low right now is because I don't have the discipline or the structure that I typically have in my days. So I was, I've mentioned this before, I, I was supposed to go to Hawaii and go on vacation. And it was a long overdue vacation and something that I really needed. And I decided not to take that vacation and instead do my best to support others and help others as, you know, we're all kind of in this kind of a crappy situation. And so I felt the need to help support. And so I went to work instead of going on my vacation. But 
what I did was I kind of let go of my structure. So I continued trying to work without the structure or the discipline. So I was like in vacation mode, but also working in vacation mode, if that makes sense. And over time, I just got really low energy because I didn't have that discipline. I wasn't waking up like I normally do. And when you wake up, when you when you stay on a plan, on a structured plan, you feel a sense of pride. You feel a sense of accomplishment. And as soon as you start letting that just go, letting that loose, over time, you're going to start feeling like you're not accomplishing anything. And so right now, I'm in a period in my business where I'm really building stuff right now. I'm, I'm building and it doesn't feel like I'm moving towards a finish line. It doesn't feel like I'm progressing in anything. You combine that with not having that discipline or structure. And I just feel like I'm in fucking limbo. Um, so that's what I'm dealing with right now. And so my answer to overcome feeling low is to have that structure, have that discipline throughout your day. But I know Wix has different thoughts that, that are going to help a lot. Well, I think it depends because, you know, sometimes you can wake up just feeling low energy because you maybe, you know, didn't sleep very well the night before or, you know, binge watched too much Netflix and then went to sleep and you just feel low vibe, low, low energy when you wake up. And then there's also the low energy that just kind of like midday slump at like 2 p.m. You're unmotivated, you're uninspired, you're in the same space all day long. You just, you just feel low. So I think there, your answer is very accurate for like everyday life because you can totally hit a, a low slump in the middle of your day. I feel like we all we all do if you're especially if you're working from home. But you know, for me, if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm feeling low energy, that's usually has something to do with the way I slept or what I what sort of content I maybe consumed the night before. Mm. Um and That's so good. the biggest thing for me is like no technology, no phone whatsoever in the morning and just really having like a pure hour completely to myself to just analyze how I'm feeling in that moment. Like, am, am I feeling low energy because of what I did the night before or you know, sometimes when you're feeling low energy, like that can bring up a lot of like insecurities in yourself and you can start to just like come up with these stories in your head or you you might even have some anxiety or something like that. So just like get away from your phone, get away from what other people are doing and just focus on yourself, just quiet your mind, do what you need to do. And then obviously like the obvious answer I feel for this too is just if you're feeling low energy, it's pretty, you're pretty stagnant. You're sitting in place, like get up and move. That's mm -hmm. like a huge thing. So mm -hmm. if you live in an area where you can go and take a walk, maybe around your neighborhood and just get some fresh air, or if you have a balcony or something and you can like walk out and just breathe some fresh air, listen to a podcast, get your mind working, do a stretch or something on the floor, whatever, anything you can do, like listen to some like high energy, high vibe music to like get you start feeling like good and ready to start your day. Um, and you can do that in the middle of your day too. If you hit like a low slump, you know, shut things off for a minute, take a, take a nice break and, and just switch your attention to something else. That's not work. That's not creative. And just kind of like get into your own head and, and bring that energy up by moving around, stretching, dancing, screaming, whatever you want to do. <laughs> screaming is important. <laughs> I, I think, I think not being on the phone is, is so key. First, first hour of the day. I'm sure you've heard that before. I've talked about it before, but whenever you get on the phone, more specifically get on social media, start looking at what other people are doing. You start seeing what they're doing. You start kind of living through them before you even get your own day started. 
And consuming other people's content is going to affect the way you feel about you and yourself and your own content and and your own thoughts. And you don't really have a chance to think freely for yourself. And, you know, that first hour of the day, you might even you might spark a new idea or a new habit that you want to try. That's that's going to have some huge impact on you in the long run or the long term. And by getting on the phone, you just get distracted by what's good for you and you're just too consumed into other people. So staying off the phone is is massive. So um, anything else with that? No, I think that's. That's the main stuff. Yeah, like don't consume other people's content because you usually do because, I mean, I get sucked into this where I'm like trying to get myself motivated. So I watch motivational videos to like try to get motivated, but that keeps me from being motivated. Yeah. It keeps you in um, student mode or thinking mode and strategy mode instead of just doing. Instead of just doing. doing, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think we can move on from there. Um, How to work from home. That's a <laughs> that's a long yeah. that's a long long wordy answer. You want to take this first? You want me to take it? I mean, I feel like the main thing that you need to start with is obviously creating a routine. Mm-hmm. It it depends if you just started having to work from home because of your circumstances and you're used to a nine to five schedule. I mean, the best thing I think you could do is stay on that nine to five schedule. So do the same thing that you have been doing you know, waking up at the same time, maybe actually waking up earlier now that you're at home and you kind of have a little bit more flexibility with Mm -hmm. not having to like rush out the door and like your commute time and whatever. But yeah, starting your work at the same time, taking your lunch break at the same time, taking, ending your day at the same time. Like those are very, very important things to be on a structure, be on a schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's like the main thing when you're working from home to start with at least. Yeah. You, you have to wake up at the same time. That's that's the thing. So typically with a nine to five, you're forced to wake up at a certain time every single week or every single workday, Monday through Friday, whatever your workdays are. And then the weekends, typically you sleep in. And with working from home, a lot I've just heard from people that aren't used to it, they're just all over the place. One of, one of the people that had a question and we'll get to his question, but he said he he just, he's waking up at like 12 PM. So one of the biggest things you can do is, is get up at the same time, no matter weekend work day. And I know you don't do this, but for me, it's been huge because you wake up way more refreshed than starting to kind of change up your, your alarms or not having the discipline enough to actually fall through with waking up at the time that you set your alarm at. So for me, I set my alarm for, for seven and I wake up at seven or seven 30, but I make sure that I wake up at that time every single day, even on the weekends. And even if I go to bed late, I still wake up at that time, no matter what. And I always feel ready to go refreshed for the most part, unless I eat poorly or something like that. But that just gets my day off to the right start. And Wix and I, we, we have a ton of experience from, from working at home because not only, not only do we work from home, but we, we've been living together and working from home for the past two years. And we've had to deal with, you know, a lot of stuff and, and we're going to get into a bunch more, but 
something that I don't think a lot of people talk about, and I know you do this, is that alter ego effect. Well, do you want to talk about like what exactly that is, what the alter ego effect is? Or? Well, yeah. Well, there's actually a book called the Alter Ego oh, it Effect. Is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm. I'm not 100 sure of the author right now, but I did start reading it like a, a almost like a year ago. I don't remember. I think you got the book from somewhere, and I picked it up and just started reading it. But basically, the whole concept is how you know certain athletes or celebrities or actors, actresses, rock stars, you know, all these people who are in front of like very large groups of people or whatever like their tactic to get into whatever role they need to do for their profession is they put themselves into the shoes of their alter ego, AKA your higher self. And you basically like access that other part of you to do whatever you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone like a, they say like a, a baseball player or a basketball player or something like to get super ultra focused, they have a certain alter ego that they access when they're in the game. And then when they're out of the game, they're back to whoever they are, Mm. Um, that sort of thing. And I think another part, so for me personally, the alter ego, I don't have necessarily like a specific, I I have a version of myself that I consider like my higher self that I, it's like who you are striving to be, who you want to be. And you kind of try to embody that as you go through your day or as you grow through life. But also I use a lot of like anchors for work. Mm. So for me, like something that I do that mentally has now become an anchor is like when my headphones go into my ears and I play music or even like a certain playlist or certain songs, it gets me into like, okay, this is creative mode because I I write for majority of what I do for work. So when I am in creative mode and I need to get that like inspiration flowing, it's a certain playlist that I'll listen to that automatically my brain like has created this switch your it's creative time and i think that's really important and then also my other anchor is um blue light glasses mm. which obviously i use regularly for work cuz i'm looking at a laptop all the time but i have realized that over time that the only time i wear them is to work and so now my brain has associated like blue light glasses on it's work time so that's that's an, a huge thing for me since working from home too. Or even if we go, obviously not at this point, but in the past when we go to coffee shops and things like that, if those glasses are on, like I'm working, I'm not surfing the web on yeah. my computer, you know? Yeah. So how do you create that anchor then? How do you make that your ego, alter ego? You You have to stick to the fact that, well, first of all, find out what your anchor is. So- you can do actually blue light glasses was a very specific anchor that I told myself to. So before I bought them on Amazon, I was telling myself in my head that I needed to come up with this, this sort of anchor to like get myself more in a more productive mode during the day. And so my idea was blue light glasses and your rule basically is you are never supposed to use this anchor outside of what you are trying to anchor it to. So don't wear your blue light glasses to watch Netflix don't yeah. wear your blue light glasses to to search, you know, social media or Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're only supposed to be used for work. And obviously it's not going to happen within the first day to build an anchor. You have to continuously do it and use it for that specific thing that you're doing. So that's why a specific playlist that I only will ever listen to during like creative times or during work times, then your brain over time will associate that mm-hmm. with the task that you are doing. Yeah. So 
you have to stay pretty disciplined with whatever you're deciding that anchor to be for. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same thing when you decide not to, you, you, you decide to wear whatever it is that you want to wear for a task that isn't related to the, the alter ego. It's it, then it starts losing its power. Right. It's like this. It's like the same thing when you listen to a song that gives you goosebumps you only like back in my lifting days, I would only listen to that song when I needed to hit a PR mm-hmm. and I wouldn't listen to that song on and any other occasion, no matter how good it made me feel, I would only listen to it when I was trying to hit a, a PR, which is a personal record when I was trying to lift really heavy weight because it was so powerful. So it's the same thing. And, and then if you were to just keep listening to the song, and I know you've probably experienced this, that you don't like the song anymore, especially when you use that song to edit a video because you listen to it a million times during the edit and you lose that goosebump feeling because you listen to it so many times. So it's the same thing with the alter ego. Actually, I have just a, on a point for that. Yeah. Um, this kind of relates to the question before this, like how do you get out of feeling low energy as well? Mm-hmm. I heard someone talk about this. I can't remember who I heard it from, but she basically recommended like have a one specific playlist of music that gets you feeling so high vibe. Like, you know, that one song you listen to that you're just like, you just want to like scream and dance and just like have the time of your life, like roll driving the car with the windows down kind of, mm-hmm. kind of song. Yeah. Create a playlist of like 10 songs that make you feel that way. And you like make it a point that you are never allowed to play that playlist unless you're feeling low. Mm. If only when you're feeling low or you need to like get excited or something, that is when you get to listen to that playlist. And that in itself is creating an anchor. Yeah. That's how you create that. Yeah. That's great. The, just to add the things that I do or wear when I wear my hat, I, it's like not, not only, not only when I wear my hat, but when I get dressed up to go outside, but I don't go outside, it's like I, I feel like I'm on. Like when I make YouTube videos or I'm speaking or creating a podcast, like I like to like dress up a little bit just to feel like my br- I can just feel my brain starting to move faster than if I was in my PJs or something like that. Actually, something you do is... Sometimes you wear shoes. I wear my shoes. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that. <laughs> I think that's time. weird, but <laughs> yeah. But when when we work at coffee shops, I'm way more focused, and obviously, I'm wearing shoes. And I only wear shoes when I go outside. I never wear shoes inside. And so I I remember I put on my shoes one time when I was working, and it felt like I felt like I was in a coffee shop again and not in my apartment. It was very very strange. And so ever since that moment, I. Whenever I, when I really need to get shit done, I put on my shoes. So give that a shot. Um, I think that's pretty good. Oh, one other thing from when it comes to working from home, and then we're going to start getting into productivity stuff. But um, it's important to break up your day. So Wix and I will do like a morning session where we work, work, work. You know, whenever our workday starts in the morning all the way to around lunchtime we'll have our lunch and then typically before this pandemic we would go to a coffee shop and switch locations so instead of going to a coffee shop what we are starting to experiment with is just going for a drive and taking our laptops creating a hot spot and working from the car so we won't leave the car we'll we'll put the windows open 
and we'll go to like a beach or some place where we can park for a little bit and no one's going to disturb us there. And we'll, we'll work in the car and just switch locations to just freshen up the, the whole VOD, the whole experience. And we'll start our afternoon work session in that way. So that's something that's key. So even though we can't like leave our homes, you can still drive. Um, so we kind of, we're starting to experiment with that. I think another thing too, before we move on from the working from home, I mean, I feel like this is obviously one of the number one things people talk about all the time, but it is super, super important. And that's creating that like morning slash evening routine, no matter what that is, that can literally be 15 minutes, but it's really, really important to have a period of time when you wake up to kind of get yourself ready for the day. Like I know for myself, if I open my eyes and get straight into work, it really messes with my day later versus waking up and kind of, I'm kind of a slow morning kind of person. But that being said, like, I mean, for myself personally, when I wake up, I like to meditate. I like to journal. I like to read. I try to like get my mind right before I get into work. And then same thing before I go to bed. Like I don't, I don't like to just, this is like the worst is when you're like binge watching Netflix or something, you get like wrapped up in a show and then you go straight to bed. That is the worst for me to wake up the next day. So I always need like a good hour to just chill before I get, I lay in bed. I plan out my day the next day. I know what time I'm going to wake up. I know what time I'm going to start work. I know typically around what time I'll end work too and be routined. And I know it's really hard for some people who are not used to being and that kind of a schedule. I personally like hate time blocking. Like I really don't like being confined to a to a schedule. I need it hour by hour know what I'm doing, but just have a rough timeline. Yeah, absolutely. Let's 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 get going into productivity type stuff. Basically, I, I don't know how to pronounce his Instagram. I never know how. It's Hayable, Hayable, Sorry, bro. I, I butcher it every time. Basically, he's asking, how do you, how do you stay productive at home? Uh, I've been struggling trying to just wake up at a normal early hour. So I just want to let's just go over some basic productivity guidelines. So for me, first of all, pick up the productivity journal because that's going to tell you everything when it comes to staying productive. Um, but something that I talk about in the productivity journal is knowing your, your one thing and everything else, not everything else doesn't matter. And what your one thing is, is you, you have one big thing, one big goal, one, something that you are striving towards, usually something that you can accomplish in, you know, 90 days or something along those lines, like a big project. And then you have your small focus, your small one thing that you work on each and every day. And that one thing, that small one thing changes. So you have your small one thing, and then you have your large one thing. And this, if you keep doing the small one things each and every day, you're going to accomplish the bigger one thing. And so I asked myself, what is what is the one thing that I need to get done to make everything else seem easier or, easier or just unnecessary? And it could be anything. So an example would be if you're creating like a pitch deck or if you're creating some some sort of website or some sort of service or an offer to people, well, that's your one thing. That's your big target. That's your goal to finish that website or to finish that pitch deck. 
Well, within that website or that pitch, you have a bunch of copywriting, a bunch of um, writing to do. And your one, your small one thing would be to get, you know, a single website page done. And that is it. And if you do that for a consecutive amount of days, you're going to finish the entire copy of your pitch or your website. And so I just break it down and I reverse engineer until I have just a small little one chunk, one thing to finish. And I've got a big one and I've got one to finish for the week. And then I have, I break it up even more. So I have one thing for the, for the day. And I just, I just ask myself, what, what is the one thing that I need to get done? And once I get that done, that's it. That's all I have to worry about. And I can shut off everything else. And I just get laser focused on that one task. So that's how I stay productive. Yeah, I think we and I kind of do things a little bit differently. I'm the to-do list queen. Like, I love my to-do list. But the main reason that I like them is because I have so many things going on in my head at one time and I need to get it all out. So I think a suggestion for you, if you are someone who does like to-do lists but then gets overwhelmed by them, which is also something that happens with me, is I create like a grand to-do list, say maybe for the week. I know all of these things that I need to get done that week and that's one large to-do list. And then every day I look at that to-do list and pull just three things or maybe three smaller things that I know that are going to take a, a small allotted time and I put them on my schedule and then I hide that grand to-do list because that no longer has anything to do with me. I'm only going to go back to it if I finish everything that I have done that day and I still have, maybe I get everything done a little bit faster than I wanted to, then I'll go back to that bigger list. Um, and then the other part of that too is you're always going to get done. You're always going to get a task done in the amount of time that you set yourself for it. So if you tell yourself that it's going to take you two hours to get X done, then it's going to take you two hours. If you tell yourself it's going to take 30 minutes to get that same thing done, it'll take you 30 minutes. So I think something that we tend to do is we tend to think that things are going to take much longer than they're really going to because it may feel like a big task. So actually, this is like the greatest thing that Zach just taught me, which I absolutely love, which is the focus sprint. And you basically, you know, our human brain can only focus on something for, is it 50 minutes? Four hours. Or, or four. Total. Four hours total for the entire day. Right. But per, per within every hour, it's about, I think it's about 50 minutes mm-hmm. at a time. Can we only focus on one specific thing? And so this focus sprint is you turn your timer on for 60 minutes for an hour. And you basically like try to beat the clock. You get whatever you're trying to get done finished within that 60-minute sprint, and then you take a break, and you take a 15-minute break before you move on to the next thing. And whether you need to continue working on whatever you were working on, the goal is to just finish it as fast as you can, obviously without making mistakes, not being sloppy about it. But it's it's been so, so helpful for me because sometimes I can fixate on something, and that's you know if you're a perfectionist. It's the same sort of thing to get out of that perfectionistic mindset and just focus on doing good quality work for 45 minutes. You, you will be so surprised with yourself how much you can actually accomplish. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that Tim Ferriss thing where he talks about the four-hour work week where you can seriously get so much done in a, in a smaller period of time versus working 
a full nobody really truly works an eight hour work day nobody works that long themselves yeah right you you need to create urgency for yourself and i Mm -hmm. i like to make it a game you know a lot of people don't like the clock and the timing and the you know the time blocking and all that but i i love racing against the clock and i need that because i'm the last minute man that's something that i've always done is oh yeah i'll just do it tomorrow oh yeah i'll just do it tomorrow oh yeah it just gets keep it keeps getting pushed back to tomorrow 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 and so the creating that urgency and making it a race and trying to compete against myself and getting it done with while still doing quality work is so key for me um, and, and another thing, and this is in the productivity journal as well, which you should pick up. Um, I don't set a do, oh, I do set a due date, but that's not the only thing I, I set on my calendar. I also set a start date and this is key because most people just put due dates in their calendar and stuff, and then they lose track of it. And then, you know, fast forward a few days later, a week later or whatever, and it's the night before and you haven't even gotten started. And I used to do that all the time in school. It's probably why I flunked out of most of my classes. I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out now, but creating a start date on shit, I have to start this today or I am screwed. And you have to have that kind of mentality where you got to get this done. Um, you have to have the start date. You'll feel so much better and you f- you'll feel like you'll just feel a sense of accomplishment. Like, Hey, I'm doing what I said I was going to be doing. Um, and that just gives you more momentum to get more stuff done over time. So let's move it on, Mm -hmm. moving it on. Uh, you want to talk about eliminating distractions? Tavarese, Tavarese underscore 1111 needs help with eliminating distractions. Throw your phone in the garbage. (laughs) Seriously, that's the biggest thing, especially when you're working from home and you don't have, you know, I mean, I know a lot of you are maybe working for yourself. So you're, you're your own boss looking over your own shoulder. But if you're coming from a nine to five and you're used to not really being able to be on your phone in front of people and now you get all this freedom because you're at home and Instagram is just a look away, like get that thing out of your view, set your phone to do not disturb. That's the thing. If you're doing the focus sprint, the point is to not have notifications coming up. Set your computer to make sure that you don't have any notifications coming up. If you have like 9,000 tabs open at one time, I'm so guilty of doing that because I'm such a multitasker where I want to work on 100 things at once. Like have one tab, the thing that you're working on up. Like get rid of all the small things. Mm. That's the biggest thing. Just get your phone away immediately. I I love how... When we're Wix and I work in different rooms, she works in our our bedroom. That's where her office is, and I work. My office is basically a corner in the living room, and we'll hear each other whenever we're watching somebody's Instagram story. Yeah, and so we'll just like shout, "Babe, get off! You're supposed to be working right now." So that's kind of a positive. Of I appreciate that accountability. I didn't even realize we actually really do do that. We, We have each other's backs. We're our accountability partners. That's another thing. Accountability partners. That's that's important. Having somebody to keep tabs on. This is what we do in the creators blueprint for our members. We we set each we we set up partners for everybody has a partner 
and they connect with each other on a weekly basis, once a week. It doesn't have to be a long, exaggerated thing. It could simply just be like a little text message. But the things that I have them do is I'll have them ask each other, hey, did you get what you were supposed to get done last week? Did you get that done? That's number one. Number two is, um, what are you going to get done this week? And number three is, what obstacle are you currently having to go through? What What's something that's getting in your way? So by simply just having an accountability partner, and this could be a buddy, this could be a colleague, a, 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 your significant other, it could be whoever the hell you want it to be. And by asking those questions, you'll keep each other on track and and, and keep progressing forward. That's a good question to have a rest. I'm just butchering everything, but that's what I do is I butcher. Uh, how to create a workflow that works for you. NW Design Designs CO. How to create a workflow that works for you. You got anything? Um, no? No, I mean, I do. I, it's, I don't want this to sound discouraging, but we've, I've been working from home now for two, almost two years. And I, I don't still have a perfect workflow. Like it's still changing day to day. Yeah. It evolves evolves for sure with different things. And like, you really have to grow into different habits. Like I read the book, um, atomic habits, which I highly, highly recommend. Um, it's a very, very good comprehensive book. That's easy to digest and actually, you know, take on the advice that's given in the book. Um, but habits take time to develop. And as you work on forming new habits, your workflow is going to change depending on what you decide to start doing. So um, like I kind of mentioned earlier when we were talking about the the general things from working from home is that start with the routines, like start with that one hour morning routine, start with that nine, maybe literally you work a 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. sort of shift at home. And then you have your evening kind of thing, like create that sort of flow. Um, I know it's different for me because I don't do film work or that sort of creative work. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't necessarily have like creative days and admin days, but Mm. I know you kind of have to know yourself and where your energy is. Some people are night owls. Some people function the best in the morning. I am the most creative, the most on right when I wake up in the morning. So I know that if I have big creative projects I need to be working on, that's the very first thing I tackle. If that's my t- on my to-do list for that week, and then I'll do more administrative mundane things towards the end of my day when I know I'm going to feel lower energy. So I think this is this really depends on what kind of person you are and what what gives you energy and what takes away energy from you. Yeah, that's the one thing, though. That's you yeah. essentially do the one thing. Um, and getting back to the to do list thing, I do have a to do list, but I just make sure my one thing is at the top, and that's like that's the essential. Whenever I get up in the morning, that's the first thing that I think about when I start my workday is is getting the one thing done and getting it done as fast and as efficiently as possible, so that I can just that I can breathe. I can, I, everything else really does not matter. Everything else is just icing on the cake. Um, you know, errands, little things that you've been pushing off, like all that stuff does not matter until you get your one thing done. Do you do anything specifically? Like, um, do you have more creative days or, um, days that you just focus on maybe like filming a podcast or, 
Yeah, I, I I schedule out my week so that I've got recording days, I've got admin days, I've got um, writing days. I, I break up my week so that it's it's structured in that way. So my mindset is different for each day because you don't want to be switching back and forth between emails and coming up with a brilliant business idea. Like yeah. that's just not going to work. Um, and especially as creatives, and most of you listening are creatives, when you start getting into that creative m- mindset, you don't want to switch and deal with some sort of client situation where you have your like some clients mad at you or something where you have to deal with an angry email or something along those lines. Like you don't want to just be switching back and forth between that. You want to keep yourself in that zone, whatever that zone is for the day. And, and, and keep yourself there. So that's why I like to have a focus for the week. What is that focus? What, what is, what am I trying to get done this week? And then I'll break that up into recording days, writing days, content days, and admin days. Um, so I'm not switching back and forth between tasks because that wastes tons of time. When you switch between tasks that aren't related to each other, it's called context switching. Um, we've talked about this before on this podcast. When you do that, that little time that it takes your mind to start thinking about that new task, that that time it takes in between, that shit is what adds up. And that's what keeps you from really being productive and getting the essential things done that move the needle in your creative business. Ooh, this is good. So Rachel White had a great, great question. Shout out to Rachel. Um, she's asking, how do you turn, how do you turn it off? How do you turn your work off? Um, feeling that pressure to always get more and more stuff done. This is something I put this poll out on Instagram. I I asked anybody that's following me on Instagram. I asked you hundreds of people said that they have trouble just putting the work away and not feeling like they always have to do more and do more and do more. So how can you turn it off and how can you stop feeling that pressure to always be working and get it done? Um, I think this has to do with a couple different things. So first of all, I think that there's more pressure to feel like you didn't get enough done at the end of the day because you didn't put enough quality work time in earlier. So for myself personally, I'll feel, you know, 6 or 7 p.m. If I felt like I dragged a little that day and I was like, oh, I could have got more done, then I'll get more down on myself. But the days that I'm really productive and I do that really focused focus sprint and I like get a chunk of work done that I really needed that was supposed to be on my to-do list, then I feel really accomplished. Like I really ticked something off my list and I find it easier for myself to shut off. But the main, the main, obviously that can go a couple different ways. And I don't want that to say like, to never feel like you're doing enough because I, I consistently will feel that way. But what I've tried doing is again, having that shut off hour. Like I typically try to keep that to 6 PM at the latest, like really trying to stop at six, but my schedule doesn't always look that way. There are months where I'm working 9 p.m., sometimes 11 p.m. Like I'll work really late sometimes. And so having like chunks in between that, if it's necessary, like if it's necessary for you to have to really work that late, like have hours between that where you take breaks for yourself, where you where you don't 
start to neglect really important things like your health and your you stop you start resenting going to the gym because you feel like it's taking away from your work. Like mm. you have to still be able to focus on your priorities that are outside of work, even if you have to work a little bit later. So that's kind of I don't know. I'm going a little in a different direction with this question, just because I'm trying to think about my schedule. With sometimes it can, sometimes I really do have to work later, and you may also have to work later because I know some of you are editors or, um, you know, do video or film, and and that goes late sometimes. And how to like shut off when you come home or shut off when you realize you didn't put any time in for yourself that day. Like you have to do that. So even if you know you're going to work late, like pull out hours of your day to where you're still prioritizing your health and still prioritizing yourself, your family, your relationships, call people, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. I think it just comes down to non-negotiables with yourself. Literally like coming up with a contract for yourself and your sanity. So for me, a non-negotiable is I have to work out in the morning because I know myself well enough now where if I don't work out in the morning, I'm not working out. I'll just push it off and off and off and then it'll get to like 5 or 6 p.m. and then I don't feel like working out and then it won't happen. So I have to work out in the morning and that's a non-negotiable for me. And then, you know, creating a non-negotiable for when you get done with work. Tell yourself that I have to be done with work. I'm shutting it down at 5 or 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. no matter what. And you're you're going to get so fast with, with getting stuff done because if you are strict with yourself, you're going to be like, oh, well, damn, it's 5 p.m. right now. I only have one more hour to get shit done. I'm going to, I'm just going to work as fast and as efficiently as possible. And when you can create that urgency for yourself, you're not going to get distracted by the phone. The phone, you're you're not even going to know where the phone is. And so it goes back to, you know, creating that like race against the clock type of mentality. So that works really well for me. And then also just being a broken record is, Knowing when you get your one thing done, getting back to the one thing. If you guys haven't picked up the book, The One Thing, I highly recommend it. I'll put it in the show notes. But when you get your one thing done for the day, that's it. You're done. You can literally put everything else away because it it really doesn't matter. And, you know, I kind of went back and forth with this mentality for about a year and a half. You know, I read the book, The One Thing, a year and a half ago followed it and then just kind of lost sight of it. And ever since about six months ago, I've been going really hard on the one thing and it's been a game changer for me. It, it just simplifies things. It, it makes things just very simple to grasp and it kind of cuts away all the bullshit of everything else that you could be doing. We have endless to-do lists as creative entrepreneurs. We have endless to-do lists. It never stops no matter what stage you're in, you can always do more. You can always add another thing to the, to the to-do list and that's never going to change. So if you switch your perspective, you switch your mindset to, okay, I just got to get this one thing done for today. And it's a, it's a win and I can put everything else away. You don't have to, but you can, and you feel good about it. And you know, you accomplish what you needed to accomplish and you can, you can move on with your life and play Mario Kart. i'm just kidding um do you want anything to add to that that's great i think we covered it we got a good one from mawashi underscore sarah did i pronounce that right mawashi 
Mawashi. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, how to not get stressed, how to control your emotions, your anxiety. We're all stuck at home right now. Everybody's got tons of anxiety. We're dying. We don't know what's happening. How do you control your emotions, your anxiety? What do, what do we do? Because I don't do it well, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, well, I've been someone who has dealt with anxiety for most of my life and for various different occasions and reasons. And so I've kind of picked up a lot of coping mechanisms that really work for me. Um, there are some days where I just overly feel really anxious and it's unexplainable and I'm not really sure why. And so I kind of deal with the way I, I deal with a lot of those situations is first of all, just being really self-aware and being like easy on yourself. Like let yourself be anxious if you're feeling that way. Um, I'm also a really empathic person. So I take on the energy of a lot of other people around me. So that's a huge thing that I kind of have my own mechanisms to to deal with. But the biggest thing for me is no phone, like no social media if I'm feeling anxious because again, I'm still like taking on that energy. Um, and I, my biggest uh, tip is meditation for me. Something that I do a lot that Zach really understands and is really supportive of is, is sometimes I just come into the room and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go lock myself in the bedroom for 30 minutes and literally meditate for just need like super quiet time. Please don't distract me in, at any point. And he's really supportive of that. So that really helps me. I do a lot of like grounding meditations and cord cutting meditations. And there's a lot of different apps that you can listen to if you're feeling really anxious, especially at this time. Because I know if you're on social media and you're you're reading all the news consistently about the pandemic and everything that's going on. And, you know, you're never going to find the positive things. You're going to consistently see the negative things and that can get really, really toxic. So just kind of pull yourself out of the social media world and just kind of focus on yourself and what you can control, which is you yourself and your mindset. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, something that I have to acknowledge you for is just listening to me because whenever I feel anxious and I feel stressed out and I'm concerned about something stupid that I should probably not be concerned with, I, I go and talk to you and I, I just kind of vent and and you listen to me and, and you just give me encouraging words that I need to hear. And that's really the only way I really know how to deal with it as of right now. Even if you don't have a significant other, call up a friend. Like I call up my mentors. Mm -hmm. I, I don't talk to Wix every single time or if it's something she feels like, you know, that's not really something that I feel like I can answer right now. I'll call, you know, a friend of mine or a mentor of mine and, and just talk it out. And, you know, it's one of those things where you, you just have to be vulnerable with it. And if you're not vulnerable, you're just going to keep suppressing those emotions and it's not going to come out. So just by talking about it and getting vulnerable with someone, it's really going to help. And and they're going to just kind of keep you planted and and know that everybody feels this way and, and everybody deals with these, these certain feelings and emotions. 
Yeah. And especially if, you know, you're, you just had to start working from home with your significant other, and maybe this isn't something you're used to experiencing with someone else in your confined space. Like I know everybody deals with things differently and sometimes you just want to be alone and you don't want to talk about it with anybody else. And that's totally fine. Cause I experienced that feeling too. And honestly, it's just being open and honest and communicate with whoever that person may be. Even if you're at home with your family, I know there's a lot of people who are having to work from home, but they're also surrounded by their younger brother and sisters and their their parents. And it's just like a chaotic household and it's difficult to manage everything. And just kind of like be honest with the people around you. If you're feeling anxious, just let them know, like, I'm not trying to shove you out right now. I just need my space. I need my time. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm experiencing these feelings and I need to cope with them and just give your, give yourself space, but also be honest with the people that are with you because, that can get so misconstrued. If you're not, if I'm, if I was never communicating my anxiety to Zach, he would immediately be like, oh my God, she's pissed at me. She hates me. Like we're in a fight. He'd pester me and ask me and try to get it out of me. And we're at a point in our relationship now where he knows that there are, when I want to talk about it, I will come to you and we will have a conversation. Whereas also sometimes you get it out of me because I need it to get, I need to let it come out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just just be honest with the people that are around you, whether it be your partner or your family. Um, and that'll just be easier on you. Yeah. I love that. Rachel had another question. It was kind of attached to the first one. Um, when she asked, you know, when you feel the pressure to keep going or, or when you do get work done, how do you switch it off? Because we do have those endless to-do lists. She, she asked, how do you just be with your partner? How do you, switch from the work mentality and then go and give your full undivided attention to your significant other or to your partner. Um, how do you, how do, how do we do that? How do, how do you do that? I mean, I think it's still a work in progress. We're still oh, honestly yeah. working on it. Yeah. Um, cause every single day is so different in both of our schedules. So like I said, some days do go longer than other days. And so we don't always get that quality time necessarily like at the same time every day, but actually something that I've been starting to do at the end of my work days to help myself shut off so that I do give you more of that quality time and attention is that when I finish my work day, I try to end that day with my last task. And then I plan out the entire day tomorrow so that I'm not sitting there for the rest of the evening thinking about what else I have to do next week or tomorrow or whatever mm. and like having those yeah. to-dos running through my brain. I have it all just put on paper, put it in my planner, close the book. And once that book is closed and it's put away, it's put away and I shut off from work. And sometimes that's going on a walk straight after work so that you can kind of separate yourself. Like I just worked, mm-hmm. now I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. We we have like a no phone rule, no phone, no work talk, no business talk rule, at least for me, because- You get pissed at me It's not when that I, I talk about I business. don't want to say pissed. I don't get pissed. Get I get pissed. very irritated because obviously what we, we, everyone that I'm surrounded with and that's in my immediate circle, we're all, everyone's very entrepreneurial. So I am constantly talking about business, business ideas. Like, yeah. yeah, Like we're all just like in this create creativity and it's all great. You know, it's none, none of it is bad, but there is a point where I'm just like, Oh, I just want normalcy. Like I want to watch something that's like stupid and mindless. And I just want to laugh and like have stupid, funny conversations. Like I don't want to talk about business at all. And so 
that's also had to be a conversation I've had to have with you, have with you and say, listen, after this time, like, I don't want to talk about your business. I'm sorry. I love you. I support you. I want more than anything in this world. Do I want to see you succeed? But right now is not the time to talk about business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's different times set for those things. So if you have those types of boundaries that you want to set with your partner or with your roommate or with whoever, like just voice that. Cause at the end of the day, if it's not serving you, then it's not going to serve either of you. Mm-hmm. If it's if if you're just trying to support someone to make them feel good, like if I was sitting here just letting you talk my ear off about business, but I was hating every second of you, of it, that would not serve you in right. the end. Right. So that's true. You got to give your energy when you have it, and when you don't, it's sometimes you got to tell the other person, "Hey, I just I don't got it right now." Right. Um, but something that we also do is we, we, again, we have our non-negotiables. So we'll do date nights Thursday. We'll, we'll do date nights on the weekends. Right. But those are more flexible, but what we do on Thursday, and this was before the, the pandemic and and we're still figuring out our non-negotiable for Thursday, but before the stay at home order, we would draw a popsicle stick and we have a bunch of popsicle sticks and a coffee mug of stuff that we haven't done yet as a, as a couple or just in life. So it could be going to a specific type of restaurant, like a middle Eastern food or, or Korean barbecue or something like that, or it'd be going to going going and and creating a, a building a bonfire on the beach or going for a long drive or going on a long walk whatever it is and we have to do that popsicle stick no matter what we cannot say no so even if we don't feel like it and it says you got to go salsa dancing at the club we got to go salsa <laughs> dancing at the club and it just creates kind of that that spark in our relationship now we haven't really discuss this but do you have any ideas of what we could do now for thursday nights non-negotiable date night what do we what kind of ideas i know i'm putting you on the spot right now but no i mean do you have anything i it did i think it depends like last night for example last night we played mario kart for like a couple hours and that was really fun because we don't really do that very often we never do that exactly we never do that yeah but we're gonna do it tonight too right yeah okay good but but there's i think there's a ton of different things like if you're if you're staying at home like cook dinner together make if obviously at this time you're going to be home you're only buying groceries most people are Mm -hmm. and maybe agree on a certain type of meal you want to make together and make something together and make some sort of dessert together or something like that play a board game watches a, a specific there's like different se- like games you can play when you're watching a certain series mm-hmm. like there's all these different things drinking that you can games do. that's not a good idea <laughs> get hammered i'm just yeah. <laughs> get hammered <laughs> <laughs> you know switch it up have fun like do and i've been seeing so many people do zoom calls and they do like virtual happy hours and things yeah. like that so if you can do like a double date with or something with friends uh-huh. and do it over like a virtual that's what we're gonna do with yeah. Catherine brennan we're gonna do well, I have to convince them to get a Nintendo Switch first. But once they do, we're going to do a virtual Mario Kart Zoom call. So we'll connect on Nintendo. We'll set up the game. And then we'll also get on Zoom. If you guys don't know what Zoom is, it's basically Skype. Only a lot of businesses use it. They're, they're probably like their business is going off the chain right For now. Sure. Probably. But anyways, 
Um, so yeah, we're going to do that. And then there's also a app, a Google Chrome app where you can connect with others and watch Netflix together virtually. Mm -hmm. Although that doesn't really like excite me for some reason. Like, I don't want to watch your face while I'm watching a movie. Like that's just kind of weird. I don't know, but you can do it if that floats your boat. The, the main, the main point though is Obviously, you want to have a date night, but the end at the end result of a date night is just spending quality time with your partner. So, right. if you're home right now, I'm we're not saying like, oh, list off all these like spontaneous fun things to do at home. Sometimes it literally just means having a an actual high quality conversation about stuff and just focusing the attention on the other person and listening because so many people have a very, very difficult time listening. And I myself am one of them. Like there are so many times where my brain is running and Zach may be talking about something. And I mean, he's corrected me on this a million times and I'm still working on it. And I, I interrupt a lot. I will have conversation and I will just like a, a, another thought will pop in my head and I'll cut them off. And I don't mean to do it on purpose, but it, I'm like, my brain is just going. So I've been really having to teach myself to just slow down and like, let the person speak. And that's just like a, something you should just develop in life with mm-hmm. everybody that you're speaking to, because we're all so focused on ourselves so much. Just slow your mind down with whoever you're with and just listen. Like it's very, very simple. Have a high quality conversation. Yeah. And you can come up with your popsicle sticks, you know, yeah, like for the future, like wine. No, but even for at home, like wine night, right. movie night, game night, workout, maybe like mm-hmm. a, a couple's mm-hmm. workout, uh, maybe take a course, you can like take a take virtual a, dance class, take a virtual dance class, take a course together, uh, you know, learn how to paint or draw or paint each other and then show each other or <laughs> oh not, no, 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 not, not. I thought you meant like me paint <laughs> no, you. No, I was no, like, no. With that's, what? No, well, that's, that's off the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. off record. We talk about that. No, um, no, like, I don't know, just like learning how to draw and then draw each other and then laugh at how ridiculous your paintings look, you know, just ridiculous stuff. And I'm sure you just make a Google search and there's going to be a million ideas, but the key is to make it a non-negotiable and even if you feel like both of you are like, yeah, I really don't want to, you have to do it no matter what, because that's going to break the pattern mm-hmm. and you have to break the pattern of going back to whatever your default is. And Wix and I, our default is sitting on the couch and watching Netflix or sitting on the couch and watching a show. Not that it's bad, but we do it every single fucking night instead of mixing it up and doing something different and creating that spark in our relationship and keeping that, you know, fun and, and second guessing. So the that that's kind of the, the difference maker there is doing it when you don't want to do it. It's mm-hmm. the same thing like working out, working out when you don't really feel like doing it. But if you do it over a long period of time, you're going to start looking the way you want to look. Same thing. So, yeah, non-negotiables. And that takes us to our last topic of conversation for the podcast and that is how do you set boundaries and that question was asked by the homie luke straggy you want me to take it sure okay so setting boundaries this is let me explain why boundary setting is so goddamn important okay it's everything If you are listening to this and you are a creative entrepreneur, you have your own creative business, this is essential because 
you are the most important asset when it comes to making money, when it comes to building a business and and building a sustainable one and scaling it and growing it, you are the most important asset and it all comes back to you. And more specifically, your energy. You need your energy to function throughout throughout your day. You need your energy to um, eat. You need your energy to go to the bathroom. You need your energy to go on a walk. You need your energy to talk on the phone. You need your energy to come up with your next new idea. You need your energy to do every little thing that you can possibly think of. And whenever we take action on something, whenever we do a specific task, it could be anything, we start to tap into our energy reserves. When we hop on a phone call, and we start talking to somebody that starts to you start to lose energy, depending if you're an introvert or extrovert. Um, I'm just speaking in general, you only have so much energy throughout the day. And if you don't set boundaries, what you're doing is you're starting to spend your energy on things that aren't serving you. And so if you let's say you wake up in the morning and the very first thing you see is an angry client telling you, you suck. I hate your product. I hate your, hopefully that's not happening or, or even, you know, something that that's kind of not likely because you're listening to this. You're probably a good person and you're a good, you're a good worker. But, um, let's just talk about a negative comment. You, you go on your YouTube channel, you go on your Instagram and somebody says you're fat. I hate you. You know, that's more likely to happen, right? Um, Wix is laughing at me right now. She's like, this, where's this going? It's ridiculous. Um, but my point is that starts to tap into your energy reserves. And so what, what setting boundaries does is it stops from leaking out your energy and start spending your energy on things that are actually going to move the needle in your creative business. So for example, with me, I do not take phone calls from someone that is not super close to me before 11 a.m. Even even if it's like a good friend, I'm probably not going to talk to them before 11 a.m. because that starts to tap into my energy reserves. My mornings are for me, and that's how I gain my energy throughout throughout the day is that that the first couple of hours of reading, getting my workout in, you know, all these things give me energy to get my day going. And if I start talking to a client or if I start talking to some some Joe Schmo that wants something from me, well, now they're tapping into my energy levels and now I can't use my energy to actually make me more money or to make a bigger impact or to spend that energy on my family, people that I truly care about, things along those lines. And so setting boundaries is probably one of the most important things you can possibly do because of you and your energy and how essential it is. Anything? (laughs) I kind of went off there. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I agree with you. Um, You definitely, definitely, definitely need to set very clear boundaries, not just with yourself. I I think actually probably more importantly with yourself, Um, Mm -hmm. but then also with other people. So kind of like relating this question back to a relationship um, or with your roommate, with your friends, if you live with other people, like you need to have those certain boundaries for yourself. Zach is hardcore introvert. Like he needs his alone time and that- Not that hardcore. Pretty hardcore. No, I'm not hardcore. 
I've got extroverted tendencies. <laughs> okay. No, it's, being like introvert is not an insult. Okay. So no, don't take I know. It that way. No, I'm, I know. I know. But I'm not. I'm not hardcore introvert. But you, you need your me time. You know. Yeah. No. Well, absolutely. Like we all do. I need my me time too. And I'm, I'm a very solid in between. I would call myself an ambivert. I'm very introverted in some ways. I'm very, very extroverted where I get my energy from other people, but I also really need my time alone. And when you work from home with your significant other or with a roommate, that can be very difficult because that other person may want your attention or need you at a time that that's not serving you at that very moment because you may have experienced something totally different that day. So it's so important to set boundaries with people. And like Zach was saying, like, don't take certain phone calls at certain times, preserve your energy where you need it the most and really like use your home as there's specific locations in your house for specific things. Typically when Zach and I are, I mean, we live, we don't live in the largest apartment. It's quite small actually. And so when we'll be sitting together on the couch, sometimes I just need to be in a completely different room by myself reading and I need that time. And I just communicate that and say, Hey, I'm going to go and lay in bed for an hour by myself. Do you mind if you stay out in the, in the living room? And he's totally cool with that. And sometimes we switch off or even honestly, sometimes we'll lay next to each other in bed, but have a very clear line of communication. We'll legitimately look at each other and say, are you having me time? We're like, yeah. And we just know that we're, we like literally set like this like invisible wall between us where neither of us is going to speak to each other because we're getting absorbed into whatever we're doing. And like, we know not to distract each other. So try to have open, honest conversation with whoever that person is in your life for you to create that boundary. And hopefully they will obviously respect your boundary because mm-hmm. that's where it all comes down to. Yeah. A lot of it is, is trial and error. First of all, it's knowing how you gain your energy and how you lose mm-hmm. energy. You have to know what gives you energy and what doesn't give you energy, what sucks it away. And guess what? Sometimes these are certain individuals that you have some sort of connection or relationship with. Sometimes, you know, you might need to have that relationship. Like you have to keep it like if it's a family member, but they're still an energy sucker. They just ask and take, take, take. Um, so you still need to keep that some sort of a relationship, but you put a boundary on that. Uh, so they don't tap into your energy. Like I talked about first thing you gotta, you gotta know is what gives you energy and then what sucks energy away. And sometimes this is, uh, sometimes this is an individual that is just an energy sucker. And sometimes you can't eliminate them. Maybe it's a family member. You're you're not going to be able to eliminate a family member, but you can set a boundary where they don't impact your energy. They don't take away your energy only except only for a certain time and a certain day that you decide what that time and day is. That's the key. And that's what the boundary is for. And this is that's number one. And number two is, is you're going to have to deal with a lot of trial and error. It took me a long time to realize, Hey, I I shouldn't be looking at my phone and I shouldn't be taking calls before 11 AM. I look at my phone before 11 AM, but I don't take calls before 11 AM because when I did, I just, it just, it didn't get me into the right mindset for the day. I felt like I had, I felt depleted in a way. And same thing with with taking calls at night. I don't I don't take calls after eight p.m. I just I just won't. It's just I, it's me time now. I need to detach. I need to 
um, you know, get lost in whatever it is that I want to get lost in and just kind of detach from work and have my own me time. And, and that takes a lot of trial and error and figuring out what, what sucks your energy and, and what gives energy to you. So that is my thing. And I agree. And I think you have similar tips on that too, but that's a really good question. Also, just to add to that, for all my people pleasers out there. Oh, this is good. You know, setting boundaries can be very, very difficult. And I know for myself, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. And I think sometimes when when you hear the word setting a boundary to a people pleaser, that sounds so aggressive. Like, oh, I just can't answer the phone. Like people are going to think I'm mad at them. It's honestly just an open communication line. I've had to openly communicate with people to say that I'm available at a certain time and unavailable at a certain time and just explain your energy. And not everyone's going to understand. And that's totally okay. Because like Zach said, it's a, it's 100% true. Whether you run your own business or you don't, you at the end of every day are your most important asset. And Every single thing, every person you come in contact is going to be affected by your energy and what you did earlier that day is going to have an impact on what you're doing. At the end of every single day, it doesn't matter what it is, even if you're not a social influence or something, it doesn't matter. It could be your best friend that you're talking to on the phone. If you depleted all your energy, but you still answer that phone call because you feel like you have to, you're not doing them a favor. You're actually Mm. taking away from that conversation because it's not going to be high quality because- you just, you had a difficult day. So it's better for you to be honest with that person and say, Hey, listen, I had a rough day today. Like I need to regain my energy for the end of the day. Can we have this conversation tomorrow? Because I really want to be there and listen to you and actually provide a quality conversation rather than me just like slumping there, barely giving conversation just because I want to be the people pleaser and answer that phone call, Mm. you know, be honest with yourself in that situation and also be honest with the person. You don't have to be like asshole about it you can be nice (laughs) yeah and just be honest yeah communication and sometimes you have to have an uncomfortable conversation and it's uncomfortable in that moment but over the long run you're gonna thank yourself it's gonna be one of the greatest things you've you've done for yourself it's it's so key setting boundaries that's that that alone has changed my life so that's why i'm very passionate about it and feel very very strongly about it especially for my introverted friends out there so that's gonna be it that's where i'm gonna i'm gonna tap it right there cap it tap it pause it leave it drop it stop it i don't know where i'm going with this um thank you for having me yeah this was and all you people working from home like all of these things that you're doing at home like you need to realize that this is going to travel into your schedule once you get back into work. So don't just create the schedule at home and think that, oh, like I don't need to create a schedule because I'm at home. No, these are actual habits that you're forming that are going to improve your day-to-day life even when you go back to work and actually Mm. probably improve that that day-to-day and like create more of that structure and routine and maybe create that more like internal evaluation that you'll start to have with yourself because you're more alone and you're more at home and get to be with yourself. And then you can give that back to the people that you work with. So take everything that you're doing right now and like know it's going to stick with you in the long run and not just be a short-term thing you're working on. Yeah, no, that was awesome. This was super fun. I'm going to I'm gonna tap it right there. Guys, go follow Wix at Soul on the Rise underscore there's an underscore at the end right Mm -hmm. yeah soul on the rise underscore go follow her she writes awesome captions and you can watch me 
dance like an idiot on there as well. Yeah, if you want the inside scoop behind the scenes of who the real Zach Kravitz is, yeah. you can watch my stories. Oh, jeez. Well, sometimes I post them. Whatever. You got to embrace You got to embrace who you are. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. I hope this helped out. hope this gave you some, some insightful tips. And if you enjoyed it, tag us on Instagram. Let us know a, a takeaway that you got from this, something tangible that you didn't know before, let us know if this, this helped. And if you want more, uh, shoot, shoot us a DM, shoot Wix a DM, shoot myself a DM. If you're struggling, if you're feeling low, uh, like I've been in the past couple of days, shoot, shoot us a DM. We, we, we love talking about this and it, it makes us feel good too. It makes, it'll, it'll make you feel better. It'll make us feel better. You know, just because this is social distancing, that's what it's called. It's really not social distancing. It's more so just physical distancing. We should all be connecting and communicating with each other and having phone calls and and all that good stuff stay connected use the internet use social media for all the positives and we will talk to you in the next one peace